0: Hey, everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories.
1: It will be very difficult. You will be very exposed.
2: But we want you to stay out in the cold just a little longer. You're going after Munt, Alec. You're the man to nail him. It was your network in Berlin, after all, that the dreadful man annihilated.
1: You'll know him by his eyes, very pale blue, dead, merciless.
2: Although we hope, of course, that you'll never come face to face with the creature. So, you've lost a whole
1: network of agents. You're on the shelf, tied to a desk. You'll be bitter, angry, and take to drink with increased enthusiasm. We're sure you can manage that. Your name will be Mud. And you'll be poor. We'll cancel your pension. You'll be entirely alone. That's important, Alex. You mustn't
2: seek shelter from anyone. There must be no one to confide in. Them. And do remember, you're not out there to find anyone, to seek any kind of contact. No trailing of coat or dropping of spoor. You're out there to live that life. That will be your life. This will only work if they find you. And it may work.
1: The plan does have a certain sinister elegance. It's also foul. Don't do it, Alec. Now, now, George. The ground's prepared, Alec. We did it long ago.
2: You're the last stage in a treasure hunt. All you have to do is stay alive. We think you ought to do a little spell in prison. Nothing too serious. Assault, perhaps. Get drunk and give someone a hiding. Vicious, but not, of course, fatal. Just enough to get you a few months inside. Then when you get out, if they make an approach, you get in touch with us.
1: You know the drill, you know who to phone. Then take the most roundabout route you can come up with. Tubes, buses, trains, taxis, all the doubling back and zigzag tricks you know.
3: All the way to Smiley's house. And you're quite, quite sure? I'm sure. My back was clear. I've told you how I got here. Even I couldn't have followed me. Where's George? Mr Smiley
2: declined. He let me borrow his house. Declined? He doesn't like the operation. I think it may be that he's like a surgeon who's grown tired of blood. He's content that others should operate. And he is content. He sees the necessity of what we're attempting. It is not, I assure you, a question of morality. So,
3: they've approached. They picked me up in the park this morning. A fellow calls himself Ash, with an E. Says we met in Berlin in 54. He had some story about owing me money, offered to write a check there and then. I told him I didn't have a bank right now. Wise move. We're meeting for lunch tomorrow. He'll bring cash. Have you met him before? Not that I remember, but it was 54. A lot from back then I don't remember.
2: How did you find prison? What a silly question. I'm sorry we couldn't provide a little extra comfort for you, but that would never have done. Of course, Consistency. At every turn, we must be consistent. It would never do to break the spell. I understand, Control. This is your last job, Alec. Then you can come in from the cold. And it's a profoundly important job. Out there, we have a special interest. Very special. And under threat. What kind of interest? Best you don't know at this stage. That all right? And you will save it for us. Save it from Munt? Yes, indeed, Alec. You're going after the monstrous Munt. Oh, by the by, I heard you were ill before you went inside. Just a fever. How long were you laid low? About a week. No one to be your nursemaid. Elizabeth Gold, from that strange library. You know she's in the party, don't you? Yes, yes. Forget her.
3: She's passed.
2: You don't want anything done to help her?
3: Money or anything? No, I just want her left alone, kept out of this. I don't want you even to have a file on her. I want her forgotten. It wasn't so bad. I did just over two of my three months. I was all right once I made my mark. And how did you do that? Mm. I took an Irishman apart with a rake. Oh, my goodness. I can just imagine. Before that, I'd been a bit of a target. Too quiet for them. Too good on my own. After that, I was fine. Did you bring the money? Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah.
4: 20 go clean singles. That all right? Thanks. So, what now? What do you mean? What are your plans? Job, so much live? I'll get a job. I'll get one in a week. I'll be all right. In Berlin. What about it? Weren't you one of the mysterious cold warriors?
3: <laughs> Sorry. Not my business. I neither know nor care. I was an office boy. An odd job man for the Yanks. Just like the rest of us. Then they put me on ice and from there to the shelf. Bastards wouldn't even give me a proper pension. The drinks come slow in this place. Alec, listen. Do you have a place to stay? I will
4: have soon. Why not stay at my place till then? Till you're settled. Thing is, I've got onto quite a nice little racket recently, and it might be just up your street. There's someone I shall put you in touch with. Name of Peters. Stay with you. Relax. I do assure you, you're not my type. But now, why don't we summon a barouche and move on to a little place I know in Wardour Street? The drinks are top speed there. The Pussy Willow Club, dear God. Members only. I am a member. This gentleman is my guest.
3: Let's see your card. Of course. And you do nature study. Fascinating. Quality entertainment and the booze is cheap. That do for you? I'm all for quality. You recommend this guest? I do indeed. There's it's a quid for him. Temporary membership. I'll pay for that, Alec, really. I'll pay for myself. Now listen, chum. We want a corner table, nice and cosy, as far away from that miserable band as you've got. See that we're left alone. Don't send us any nature to study. A bottle of scotch for me, the good stuff. And whatever this member would like.
1: Hmm.
4: Not the kind of place you got used to in Berlin. It's a dump.
3: And the booze isn't cheap enough.
4: I was back in Berlin not so long ago. Uncomfortable. That's one word for it. One does wonder if the Americans can hold them. They're getting waspish. Dulles gave them a foreign policy with one hand. Now Kennedy takes it away with the other. Typical bloody Yanks. You have no greater love for our colonial cousins, Alec.
3: Do you? Let's press on. What's this uh, nice little racket you're into up my street? It's journalistic.
4: Freelancing English features for the foreign press. I can't write. I can barely manage a begging letter. But you could translate. You speak German like a native. How do you know that? We met in fifty four, remember, in Berlin. Mm. We sell the things already translated, you see. It makes one hell of a difference. And a man with your experience international experience, he could be free in no time from all financial worry. The people I deal with always pay promptly. They don't fuss about awkward details. Happy to pay into foreign banks, for instance.
2: Is he rushing his fences, do you think? Maybe he's right. You're on your uppers, just out of prison, resentment strong, and sozzled by three in the afternoon. You're an old horse. You don't need breaking in. He won't expect you to pretend he's offended your honour as an English gentleman. Therefore, do not so pretend.
3: This is all cock, I beg your pardon. Cock. You followed me when I got out of prison from the moment I cleared the gate. You've given me money you didn't owe me. You bought me food and drink. Your membership card for this place is for someone called Murphy. How did you spot that? Because I'm good. Is that your name? No. I bet it isn't Ash, either. So don't witter on about journalism. How much? A
4: down payment of £15,000. It's already lodged at the Banque Cantonale in Bern. And what do I have to do for this fortune? Well, you wouldn't have to do any writing. Someone else would do that. From the convincing factual information you provide. Anonymous, of course. You would also keep yourself in reserve, we might say, for a year in case follow-up material is needed. That brings another 5,000.
3: How soon do you want an answer? Now. You haven't been here long, have you? Not very, Place looks built like a stage set Adding in books by the yard Are you you been good at your job again? Here Well, well This is good You have done your homework I've changed since this picture was taken You certainly have But it'll do <laughs> I see I'm a clerk And I'm single Not too far off I also notice it's due for renewal in a couple of weeks, keeping me on a tight leash. Luggage has been taken care of, including toothbrush
4: and razor. I suggest you use both
3: soon. Stop right there, Sonny. You're a pansy message boy, and I fought a war and run a network. Yes, your lost Berlin network. Shut up. Don't try on the man-in-charge routine, not with me. I can see right through you because there's nothing there. You're empty. I bet you shed a tear for the Sharpeville massacre and moan about all these bloody darkies coming over here. Now, just do your piddling little job and get me to somebody solid. Where am I going?
4: Holland, The Hague. There you'll meet the man I mentioned, Peters.
3: Peters is good at his job too. You have to ring the bell. You don't just walk right in. I'm not inspired. Why send someone like you? Shut up. Nice place, though. Stroll along the beach, tell my stories. Maybe tell some about Ash, the empty man. I said shut up. Peterson, for God's sake, take this off my hands.
0: Happy to do so. Do come in, Mr. Lemus. Thank you so much, Bill. If you set off now, you'll just be in time for the 3.30 home. Bye-bye,
3: Billy boy. Bastard.
0: I hope they take you apart. How was your journey, Mr. Lemus? Uneventful. Well, that's the way we like it, isn't it? Scotch is your drink, yes? If it's good stuff, the finest. You'll be well fed, too. We have a most efficient woman to look after us, an excellent cook.
3: Well, that's good to know, and we'll stroll along the beach together, telling stories
0: I can do without the warm welcome. Are you offended, Mr. Lemas, that it was someone like Ash who approached you? He is a shallow one, but he was on the spot, and he did meet you in Berlin. He was so shallow, I didn't remember him. <laughs> I've been told you're a proud man.
3: Well, I don't know about being proud, but I'm professional. So are you, I have. Of the most disciplined kind. Good. So let's not pretend I'm your guest. We both know what we're about. You've been told about the pay we're offering for your professionalism. Yes, it? the follow up questions, five thousand more if I keep myself available for a year. Well I don't accept that. I want this all done quickly and fully in one go. Then I take my fifteen grand and get clear. My people have a rough way with defected agents. And for all you and I know, they're already on to us. You could always come somewhere safer. Behind the curtain? No. We do this fast, we do it right first time, and I get clear.
2: He's wondering, of course, what you're worth, Alec, with that professional gambler's eye of his. What will break you, what attract you or frighten you? "'Above all, he wonders what you know, what hand you hold. "'Will you keep your best card till the end and sell it dear? "'I rather think he'll decide not. "'You are too much off-balance, too at odds with yourself to try a bluff. "'You are a man who knew one life, one confession, and has betrayed them both. "'There is that pride of yours, of course. "'He knows that might raise defiance in you, as might the sheer perversity of your trade.' He knows you'll lie to him, if only by omission. But he won't see you as one of those apostates who denounce their church but would have a dread of burning the cross. I'm sure he's confident he'll nail your lies, the lies of a capricious, vain, alcoholic wreck.
3: Then in 41, they dropped me into Holland. I was here for nearly two years. Murder. We lost agents quicker than we could find them. Bloody Murder. This is a wicked place for our kind of work. No real rough country. No nowhere truly out of the way. You've been on the run yourself, Peters. Have I? When you light a cigarette, you make sure the maker's name is away from you, so it burns first. A clue got rid of. They taught us that trick too. Well observed. And after Holland, I had a go at Norway. Picnic compared to this place. In 45, they paid me off, and for about three years, I drifted. Job to job, London to Bristol, back here for a while, Scotland, back to London, like I was on the run again, slowly, going nowhere. Did you ask the department to reinstate you? No. No, they asked me to go back. At first, I said no. I thought I'd had enough of those games. Held back for nearly a year. Hid out in a cottage on Lundy Island. On the run, then in hiding? From what? No idea. Maybe from the notion that the games were all I was good for.
0: It's a lovely secluded beach, is it not? Would you like, in fact, to take a stroll out there?
3: We've been at this a while now, and I haven't mentioned one name. And you haven't asked for any.
0: Oh, I'm sure we'll be bringing up many names. The training school you attended near Oxford in 1940, it was run by Steed Asprey and an Oxford don called Fielding. Is that right? When you went back into service in forty-nine, your immediate colleagues were Peter Gwillam, Brian Gray... Brian de Grey. And, of course, George Smiley. Something of a legend, Mr Smiley, is he not? He used to be. He's getting old.
3: I don't think he has a stomach for it anymore.
0: Well, when he began, he was fighting fascism. Perhaps he can't see his enemy quite so clearly now.
3: He used to say we were fighting for the survival of the reasonable man. Huh. Not many of them on the ground anymore.
0: When you were posted to Berlin in '51, your team was Packet, Sarrow, and De Jong. You toss around names like a show-off juggler. Don't you think it's helpful to give you some idea of what we already know? But maybe now we should talk about the times you've been in... Well, we mustn't say disgrace. (laughs) In the doldrums. Is that the phrase? When you first went back to the circus in 49, for instance, they wouldn't let you play the game for a while. They stuck you behind a desk, which I'm sure you didn't enjoy. I hated it. I think you're a good hater, Mr Limas.
2: Don't give it them all at once, Alec. Make them work for it. Confuse them with details. Leave things out. Take the twisted road. Be testy, be cussed, be difficult. Drink like a fish. Don't talk ideology. That's never been your strong point, and they'll catch the falsity right away. They want to deal with a man they've bought, not some half-cock convert. Above all, they want to deduce... Your way's prepared, we did it long ago. You're the last stage in the treasure hunt.
3: A smiling girl across the alley, feeding the London pigeons flocking on her window ledge. That's what you tried to give me, this. Faith in ordinary life, whether it's bread for the pigeons or love. Maybe I'll find it with you again,
0: if I ever get back there. You seem very far away, Mr. Linus. Just watching that girl, hitting the gulls. Memories. Of the crumbs your masters threw you when you came back from Berlin? I'm cold. I've got a head like an animal. What did they have you doing after Berlin? Let's go inside. I need a drink. Uh, I took the liberty of bringing something with me. And the sea air might do you good. I'm afraid I forgot to bring a glass. Want to see if I'll drink from the bottle?
3: No shame in that, Peters. Mm, mm. It's the thing friends do, you know. Drink straight from the bottle, pass it between them. <laughs> no, thank you. So you were back in London doing what? I was in banking section, behind another desk. Right supervision of agents' salaries, overseas payments for particular operations. Did you deal with agents directly? Never. The resident in whatever country would make a requisition. authority would bookmark it, pass it on to us. We'd transfer the money to a bank in that country. The resident would draw it, hand it to the agent. A boy with basic arithmetic could have done it. And he might have had a decent pension to look forward to.
0: You are drifting, Mr. Lemus. What time is it? Not so very late. And we still have Berlin to talk about. Oh, tomorrow. I'm all talked out. Very well. Tomorrow, early. You know, it (sighs) does seem a rather lenient punishment to me. You lose your entire network, so they assign you to a desk to do menial paperwork. I didn't lose
3: my network. It was stolen from me. By a bastard named Munt. Lost or taken? Either way, being tied to a desk is hardly what I would call severe punishment. Oh, I know, Peters. If it had been the other way round, Munt would have had a bullet in his brain. But these English gentlemen. they do it differently. They take a man who's come into occupied Holland by parachute, who's come ashore from a dinghy on the Norwegian coast, who's run an entire network of agents in Berlin, and they make him rubber stamp payments to agents he doesn't know doing work he hasn't a clue about. That pride of
0: yours again.
3: Damn right. They may not send you to a camp, but they get the job done. Humiliation, Peters. Humiliation and disgrace and poverty. That's what they throw at you. They'll lock you out of the only world
0: you know. They destroy you.
3: I'm tired.
0: But not altogether destroyed, I think. Oh,
3: go away. I'll sleep here. Get the housewife to throw a blanket over me.
0: I think I understand, Limas. Do you? That's a comfort. That desk must have been like torture to you. You knew there was no way back from there. Uh,
3: well... As you say, at least it wasn't a camp. And I wasn't tied to the desk all the time. I got a couple of trips out of them. What kind of trips? Oh, no more Peter's bugger off. Just a little more. Where did they send you? Once to Copenhagen, once to Helsinki. I like Copenhagen. Good night, Peters. What were you doing in those cities? I want to dream about Copenhagen. Enlisting? Scouting for agents? Oh, God, no. I was past all that. Just dumping money in banks. But I had some fun when I was away. (laughs) On expenses. See? Made the most of it. Money for an agent? I suppose so, but I've no idea who or what kind. But if it was an agent, he must have been a top source. $10,000 in Copenhagen and, what was it, Deutschmarks in Helsinki. A good few thousand. I I, I can't remember. I... I really like Copenhagen, hospitable, excellent bars, friendly women. Even then I thought I might never go back, just disappear.
0: Nothing to go back for. But there is now. You have a woman to go back for, do you not? In the library, Elizabeth, is it? Never, Peters, not as a threat, not to turn the
3: screws. Not even to show off what you know, never mention her again. You do. And you'll get not another word from me.
4: There we are. Red wine for you. Thank you. And the essential tea and tea for me. (laughs) Mm. So, Liz, you enjoy the talk? Very much. I thought you looked genuinely interested. I noticed you in the audience while I was speaking.
5: Well... (laughs) given that there were only seven of us. <laughs> Sorry about that.
4: Oh, I'm used to it. If I got a high turnout, i suspect most of them were special. But... <laughs> My reflections on the work of poet, mm. an unusual subject for a branch meeting. Yes. More likely to be on the need for discipline, the dangers of deviation and free thought.
5: I do know that there has to be discipline, Comrade Ash.
4: Please, call me Bill. <laughs> discipline, yes. Secrecy, even.
5: It was hard for us even to find a room to meet in. We rented a a back room in a pub for a while, but when they found out what we were, they chucked us out. We met in each other's houses for a while after that.
4: And now you're in a classroom. One
5: of us is an English teacher. It's his room. But if his head finds out that he's not running a drama group, then we'll be out again.
4: How long have you been at the party, Liz?
5: Almost three years.
4: And already branch secretary.
5: Well, (laughs) you saw, there aren't many to choose from. And I think that the man who proposed me...
4: Awfully fancied you. That's quite understandable.
5: Have you been in a long while?
4: I read the manifesto when I was 15, when other boys were falling for Keats. Not that I don't adore Keats. Is seven your total membership?
5: One's down with the flu.
4: I'll bet sometimes you wish no-one would turn up. Only you.
5: Why would I wish that?
4: Because it would be absolute. It would suggest persecution and fear.
5: Some people are persecuted, afraid to speak out.
4: As you look out at those seven, you think... Why is my great idea in the hands of these dutiful, fussy, boring little people?
5: Comrade, Bill, I I don't understand. I'm
4: teasing. And I ask you for a drink list because, well, I like to get an idea of the mood in the branches.
5: Cultural relations. Does that mean you travel a lot?
4: Fair bit. Moscow? And Leningrad.
3: Berlin, sometimes.
0: All right, Berlin. Carl Riemek.
3: The best agent I ever ran. Taken from you? Shot? He almost made it. I was there. We know you were.
0: If he'd taken my advice, he'd have made it over. Third man in the Ministry of the Interior, secretary to the SCD Presidium. What he gave us was gold. Right from his first calling
3: card. So it's true. He approached you. Santos' miniature photographs. Detailed minutes of a Presidium meeting. High caliber. It started rich and it got richer.
0: He must have had help. Of course he did. I don't mean the network you and he built. I mean help from above. From above? That didn't occur to you? No. He was high enough himself. And when you sent this golden material back to the circus, did it occur to anyone there? No one told me if it did. Did they ask where Remek got his miniature camera from, who instructed him in document photography? Slow down, Peters.
3: There was no reason to suspect someone directing Carl from above. He had three levels of access. The Presidium, straightforward internal political stuff, and access to East German security files. They could have gone on indefinitely. Not forever. <sighs> no, it never does. But for a lot longer than it did. We should never have brought in that bloody woman. She was trouble right from the start.
0: Elvira? Right. She, too, has been shot in the street from a passing car. Who would want her dead now? What did she know about Remex network, more than you did, perhaps? What the hell do you mean? Yes? Yes. When? All right. What? You are a wanted man. Wanted? By the police in England. They're watching ports, air and sea. Wanted? What for? Officially for failing to report to a police station within the statutory period after release from prison. Unofficially, your face is all over the London papers. I would guess, Limas, that very soon every country in Western Europe will be after you. You must let us take care of you. There. That was easy, was it not?
3: Things have tightened up. More wire. Observation towers.
0: But here we are. Where are we going? We are there. The German Democratic Republic. Not further east? No need. All we
3: require is here. Here is where I least want to be. Listen. A Swiss passport, some money. You could arrange that. I could fend for myself. I don't
0: have much more to tell you anyway. You saw the London papers at Tempelhof, your glum face. They're really after you. And there's someone here eager to talk with you. After that, we'll see what we can do. Who's eager? Not (laughs) Mundt? Interrogation is not Mundt's line, not his talent. No, murder is, with a sideline and torture. You'll be meeting a man named Fiedler. Is he good? Excellent for a Jew. I've no doubt he'll persuade you that you have much more to tell.
2: Fiedler is the key, Alec. He is something of a rarity in their intelligence services. He seems to have no personal ambition. He is enormously intelligent and very patient, their very best interrogator. But because he takes no part in internal intrigues for promotion, Seems content merely to do all he can to further his people's noble cause, as he would see it, because he is a solitary, he is mistrusted. And he is Jewish. We know how our ex Nazi Munt feels about our Hebrew brethren. But Fiedler is the only man who could be a match for Munt, and he could be the acolyte who will one day assassinate the high priest. It is our job to give him the weapon.
6: Where are we? We drove for hours. Well, this place used to be a farm and then a hunting lodge. But now it is ours, uh, what your people, I think, call a safe house. I won't feel safe till I'm out of your little vicious pretender of a country. Well, the countryside is very beautiful. And maybe in the morning we'll take a walk. But for now, I suggest you eat your supper and go to bed. Uh, there is black bright sausage, green salad, uh, basic, not nourishing. And um, whiskey, too, of course. A nightcap. Hmm? Here. You're not thirsty? How did my people know you'd picked me up? I really have no idea. I do. You told them. No, they did not. You blew my
3: cover and put me on the run, so I had no choice but to let Peters bring me here. You knew I'd never come otherwise, to this rotten little half-country of yours, your fifth-rate dictatorship with its squalid little service that lets madmen like Munt rise to the top.
6: You really should have that drink and go to bed, Mr. Limas. You are distraught. We'll begin early.
0: Begin.
3: It's already over. Mm. I've told Peters all I know
6: Well, maybe you've told us all you're conscious of knowing Oh, go to hell You have told us about Karl Riemek, And we knew about Riemek. And anyway, he's dead You have told us the dispositions of your Berlin organization But uh, it's already been obliterated Good background, fascinating reading here and there Good collateral, but uh, not, if I may be crude Fifteen thousand pounds worth of intelligence your people made the running, Fiedler. You named the price.
3: Don't blame me if I'm a disappointment to you.
6: Oh, well, I'm not disappointed. I'm greatly interested. In what? $10,000 uh, to a bank in uh, Copenhagen. And what was it? To Helsinki. A good few thousand Deutschmarks. marks.
3: Well, there you are again. All I was in that was the delivery boy. I was on the shelf, used up, on the way out. And so they got me to drop money here and there. I was one link in a chain I knew next to nothing about. Disappointed now?
6: Do you remember how many Deutschmarks?
3: 30, 40,000, something like that.
6: And both payments were part of the same operation? It looked that way. Because they shared a file, and name. What was the name?
3: I don't remember
6: Kreisfiedler.
3: I didn't care. I was on my way out and I wanted out. I've got nothing for you on that. No names, no idea what the target was. Rolling Stone.
6: Oh, that was the file name, the operation name? I think so. Well, you see, Mr. Limas, you are already becoming conscious of things you'd forgotten that you knew. I'm conscious of this. I did not know what Rolling Stone was all about. You're an operator, not an evaluator. You leave that to me. We begin early. So, there had been payments made to Rolling Stone uh, before you joined the operation. I didn't join the
3: operation, Fiedler. I delivered money. All I remember is there had been one to Oslo just before they made me their postman. Exactly when, I don't know. What date did you deliver to Copenhagen? June uh, 15th. 16th, thereabouts. I mm-hmm. um, yeah. Listen, I can maybe give you a few dates and details.
6: Yes, do that. When did you deliver to Helsinki? At the end of September. Which bank? National Bank of Finland. And in Copenhagen? Royal Scandinavia. Payments into a foreign bank to be drawn by a source. Would your resident in that country not normally take care of that? Yes. So, why... For Rolling Stone sent out a postman from London.
3: Yes, well, one of the secretaries put me wise to that. Seems Control was anxious that the resident might be recognised at the bank. No one would know me.
6: Control? Are you saying Control himself was running this?
3: Well, he certainly took an interest. It was a lot of money. It must have been a valuable source, but... I really don't know, because I never got a sniff of the material. Who was authorized to draw the money?
0: Oh,
6: for heaven's sake, cover
3: names, men I never met ages ago.
6: Try, try to remember. Uh,
3: In Copenhagen, uh, Karlsdorf, I think, in Helsinki, uh, it was a doctor, something, uh, Frechmann or Fleichmann. What bloody use are two cover names? Names probably used for one task and nothing else. They are both German names. All. Not that again. Peter's got himself convinced there was someone above Remick. There wasn't Fiedler. I ran the Berlin setup for years. Karl Remick was far and away the best East German source we had. If there had been another, and judging by the money, it would have been someone big, I would have known. Whoever Rolling Stone was, he didn't operate here. It would have been impossible, not without me knowing. Impossible
6: hmm You haven't once looked out of this window, Limus. It is very beautiful. So, the file for Rolling Stone. Who was on the access list? Control.
3: Miss P.A. Satellites 4. Miss Bream of Special Registry, I think. That's all. Yes, and you. And me. Mm-hmm. But remember... That file was only about payments, nothing about the
6: source, what he was giving us. You smoke too much, Limas. Uh, Satellites 4, what did they do? Countries behind the
3: curtain, but not Soviet Union, not China. Uh Ah, the German Democratic
6: Republic? Call yourself that, if you like. To us, you're the zone. Uh huh. Satellites 4, a department, but all the other names are individuals. So why?
3: Don't know, don't remember. Oh, no, wait. It was satellites four and then a number.
6: Ah, an identification number for a particular officer? Peter. As
3: Peter Guillem. That's right. I remember Peter handing the file to me a few times.
6: What was Willem's territory then? You were. Uh... You don't remember? Might it have been the zone?
3: Oh, well, he ran a kind of backwater section here. Economic research.
6: That's decent enough cover to be at least partially involved in
3: running an agent. There was no agent in East Germany higher than Karl Riemach.
6: Mm, yes, yeah, so or you would have known. Yeah. Mm. So, look around you. Is that not magnificent?
3: Very pretty.
6: You'd better sit down for your legs or your lungs give out. Yeah. I will and have a fag. Hmm. Mm. You know, at this time of year, up here, it is sublime. What would you say the philosophy was in the circus, in your service?
3: Philosophy? are
6: hmm?
3: part of our training. We're not Germans.
6: Then what makes them do it? For us, it is clear. Our service is an extension of the arm of the party. It is to the Party, but the Party is to Communism. It, it is the vanguard in the fight for peace and progress. Dear God... Oh, yes. Yes, yes, God. Yours is a Christian society. We must... How would a Christian justify, say, the assassination of a powerful enemy? Or, or the sacrifice of one of your own agents? I mean Christians after all they do believe in what they call the sanctity of human life. Every man has a soul, yes, to be saved. I am no Christian. So what then? What is your philosophy, Limas? Simple. I think you're all bastards. <laughs> yes, I like the English. My father did too. He was very fond of the English. Jolly bloody
3: decent of you to say so, old boy.
6: This this money that you placed in the banks for rolling stone, do you, <clears throat> you know when or if it was stolen?
3: No, I don't know, and I never much cared. You've got this all wrong. You've got me all wrong. I knew only a little bit about whatever rolling stone was, a tiny bit, but I'm used to that, aren't you? Just... Knowing just part of a deal, when other people know other bits. Uh, Maybe nobody sees the whole thing. I thought that sometime. Maybe nobody in the entire game knows what's really going on. So what happened to the money? I don't know, and I don't care. I believe you. I don't give a damn whether you believe me or not.
6: Do you find it a consolation, this indifference
3: of yours? Oh, definitely. Fags, booze, and indifference. They're the boys for me. Money, too, of course.
6: You must you could help us to find out more about the Rolling Stone money. How the hell could I do that? What is to stop you from writing to the banks mm. and asking for an up-to-date statement?
3: Mm.
6: We could make the letters look very convincing. Post them from Switzerland, for example. It all depends on whether you could be equally convincing. Do you remember the code names you used to deposit the money? (sighs) Copenhagen, Robert Lang.
3: Helsinki, Stephen Bennett. Oh,
6: excellent, excellent. And you could forge the signatures? Maybe,
3: with a bit of practice. But what if someone else has been writing to the bank since
6: my time? Your letters might not fit. We'll compose the letters so that any discrepancy might still prompt a useful reply. It may not work, but I don't see what we have to lose. What have you got to win? If money has been drawn, we shall know where the agent was on certain days. And that would be a, a useful thing to know.
3: You're dreaming. You'll never find him like that. He could be anywhere in the world by now.
6: You said you were accustomed to knowing only a little of the bigger picture. And I... I can see more of this one.
3: Oh, what about me? I've done my bit. You and Peters between you have got all I know. I didn't agree to write letters to banks. That could be
6: dangerous. My side are after me, you know. What used to be your side. You are safe here, Limas. How long are you planning to keep me here? The profession of defector demands great patience. How long? I give you my word that as soon as I possibly can, I will answer that question. I could lie to you, Limas, could I not? I could say a fortnight more, a month, but I don't lie. And, Limas, if things are as I think they are in the bigger picture, you will need a friend. And that friend will be me. Friend?
3: All right. I'll play. But if you're stringing me along, somehow, sometime... I'll break your friendly German neck. Very good, old boy. Very good.
2: He is sleepwalking into the net we have spread for him. But remember, constancy. An agent is not like an actor or a confidence trickster. They can walk away from their roles when that night's performance is over. An agent can enjoy no such relief. He must protect himself not only from without but from within, against the most natural of impulses. Under all circumstances, he must withhold himself from anyone with whom he might be tempted to be at
6: ease. Oh, admirable, Lisa, quite admirable. I wonder if an expert could tell these two signatures were by one man.
3: I went without a drink for hours to get them, right?
6: Oh, please help yourself. These will be posted in Switzerland tomorrow, one from Interlaken, the other from Gstaad. Our people in Paris will telegraph the replies to me as soon as they arrive. Well, what do we do in the meantime? Well, we can go for walks, drive around in the hills and go on talking. I'm all talked out. You're a I think I'll okay. join you on a drink. Help
3: yourself, but don't imagine you're joining me in one. We're not having a drink together. That's another thing
6: entirely. I understand. The circus, because its main building is in Cambridge Circus, just yes, in London. I would like to see London again. I was there only once as a child in 39. We were on our way to Canada, fleeing the Nazis. They're still here. Different flag, that's all. I almost went back. Uh, to London, I mean. A few years ago, I was to oversee agents. Uh, my cover was to be something called the East German Steel Mission. But Mundt got the job instead. You knew Mund had been in London. And I know he killed his own agents and damn near killed George Smiley as well. And got clean away. I've often wondered about that. He's a man whose photograph and details are on file at the Foreign Office. He has tried to murder a hugely respected man of the circus and yet he makes his way through everything that British security can throw at him. I know he's as smart as they come, but that was beyond brilliant. I suppose you could call it that. But from what I had... No-one was too keen to catch
3: him, anyway. Not too keen? And the man who was running the circus then, named Maston. He made a hellish mess of the case from the start. If they had caught Munt, he'd have spilled muck and stink. Would have finished, Maston. I see. Beyond brilliant indeed. He's done wonderful work, you know. He's a sadistic madman. As a Jew, don't you see that in him?
6: Oh, we've worked together. Well enough. I'll catch them, he used to say to me, and you make them sing. He caught a lot over the years, and I had them singing, sweetly. I'm surprised he could keep his paws off them long enough to clear their throats. Well, yes, yes, there were times. uh, Like Carl Remek, the last and best agent that you ran, I would dearly have liked a few weeks with him. And
3: Munt shot Carl down like a dog in the street. Before you even got a
6: sniff of him. Coffee. That's all he ever drinks. No whiskey, no beer, not even tea. Just black, sugarless coffee. All the time. I can see him looking over the rim of his cup at me. His eyes. Yes. I've heard about his eyes.
4: When
1: Alec went into prison, Elizabeth, he gave your name as next of kin. Me? Actually, Miss Gold, Peter's not quite right there. Alec said he had no next of kin, but if anything happened to him, you should be informed.
5: What's happened to him?
1: Nothing. Nothing we know about.
5: Then why are you here? You say you're special, Branch?
1: Oh, that's the day job. but we're, we're not here officially. We're friends of Alec. When he got out of prison, he did some kind of disappearing act. Hasn't been in touch at all since then. But we do know he cares very deeply about you.
5: Your name's Smiley?
1: George Smiley, yes. And yours? Peter Gwilliam.
5: I don't remember Alec ever mentioning either of you.
1: Did he talk about other friends?
5: No, I don't suppose he did.
1: We think he's gone abroad. We're not sure where. And we want to help in any way we can, both Alec and you. With money, if you like. Money? Any way we can.
5: I went to his flat not long after they took him away. Why did you do that? I I don't know. To see if there was... I, I don't know. But his landlord said that someone had turned up and paid off the rent that he left owing. A short, polite little man in glasses. He said, "Was it you?" Yes, it was. The night before Alec attacked the grocer, before he went to prison, he said that there was something he had to do.
1: I'm sure he couldn't have meant he had to attack a grocer. No,
5: of course not. No, that was just some stupid argument about credit. But do you know what he had to do?
1: I'm afraid we don't. Has he written to you since he left?
5: I, I don't think that I want to answer any more questions. Not until you tell me who you are.
1: We've told you who we are. I don't believe you. I shall leave my card, Miss Gold. Do please give me a ring if anything happens. I
5: don't believe your friends of Alec at all.
3: I do assure you... He
5: was afraid of something. I felt that in him. I don't know what, but now you turn up with your cards and your questions and your money. You're not his friend at all. I am. Maybe only me. Maybe I'm the only friend he's got in the world. I nursed him, you know. I nursed him and bathed him and fed him when there was no one else. I know that. I knew it then. He had no one. And when he comes back, he'll come back to me. Not the likes of you with your questions. And He said he would because of what I'd given him. He'll come back to me.
6: Sacrifice, Limas. It is expedient that one man should die for the benefit of many. Did some Roman not say that in your your Christian Bible? I'd hardly call it mine. I haven't looked at it since I was 14, but I don't think it was
3: a Roman. Fairly sure it was a priest of the Jews. One man should die for the people so that the whole nation doesn't perish. Something like that. Your people, Fiedler, your nation, hills and forest.
6: Hmm. yes. It is
3: magnificent here, isn't it? Good cover all round. I was wondering what would happen if I made a run for it.
6: Oh, you would be brought back very quickly. And if you show any sign of violence towards me, you'll be shot at once, not to kill, to disable. Really? It must be good. Mm -hmm. I haven't spotted a thing, and I'm good too. Oh, they are there. But we cannot be overheard up here, so we may speak in confidence. In confidence? You're not going to try that be my friend bit again, are you? It is not fashionable to quote Stalin nowadays, but he said once, half a million liquidated is a statistic. One man killed in a traffic accident is a tragedy. He was a great cynic. Dear God, friendly and philosophical. He was laughing at bourgeois sentimentality. And it is still true. A movement which must protect itself against counter-revolution cannot hesitate when the elimination of a few individuals has required any individual. Can we go back now?
3: It'll be dark soon, and a conversation like this needs whiskey with it. Why did Munt kill Karl Rimmick? Munt again? Got him on the brain.
6: Why did he kill Rimmick?
3: It's what he does. And shouldn't you be able to answer that
6: better than me? I should. And I think I almost can. You're losing me. Rimek was the best agent you ever ran. The most highly placed or so you thought. So I knew. Mund says people like me are wolves chewing on dry bones. And Rimek was fresh quarry. I didn't get the chance to take an ounce of meat from his bones.
3: True enough. You can hardly interrogate a man riddled with your own bullets.
6: And he had done it... Before, many times. Interrogators are like painters, he said. Wolves and painters. Great man for the simile. A painter needs a man with a hammer standing behind him to strike when the work is finished. And Mun said he would be my hammer. It was a joke. And then it wasn't. He was killing them too often, too soon. I asked him why. Uh, let me have them for a month. What use are they to us dead? And he said, "Thistles must be cut down before they flower. My, oh my, metaphors as well. It's getting chilly, let's go down. Mundt didn't want these people questioned because he was afraid of the answers. What the hell are you saying? I am giving you a little more of the bigger picture, Lemas. You said Mundt escaped from England so easily because his capture might embarrass... Your head of service. More than embarrassed, destroyed. He didn't escape, he was caught. If they caught him, they'd have hanged him. No. They turned him, and he is still their man. You're insane. Becoming their man was the price he paid for his freedom. Insane. I am convinced of it, and you helped to convince me. You're trying to tell me the circus has been running the deputy
3: head of the East German secret service for years? I've told you before it couldn't happen, not without Berlin Station knowing about it, and I was Berlin Station. Fiedler, if Mund finds out you're even thinking something like
6: this, you're dead. I mean, you may want his job. I do not want his job. I want him brought down. He is my enemy, the enemy of the people. In the fight against counter-revolution, no one is exempt. No individual is immune from liquidation. You mean you're going to shoot the bastard? No. It will all be done openly and properly. It isn't true, Fiedler. It can't be. How many times do I have to tell you? I have been accumulating evidence for the last three years, piece by piece. your piece has been most helpful.
3: I haven't given you any bloody evidence. Not about something as mad
6: as this. We've had a reply from the bank in Copenhagen. The money was drawn exactly one week after you paid it in. On that date, Munt was in Copenhagen, supposedly to meet an American agent who was attending a scientific conference, and I have no doubt we'll uncover something similar in Helsinki. So when you carried money to foreign banks, Nimas, you were paying Munt his wages. You're right, it's dark soon. So, let's go back now.
3: A couple of dates, a couple of cities you'd every reason to be in. You'll need a damn sight more than that.
6: I have more. You're a dead man. My interim report has already been sent to every member of the Presidium. Except Munt. I'm sure. We have company.
4: Comrade Fiedler. Who are you? We are from Berlin, sir. We have news for you.
6: You go inside. I'll talk to them. I don't like the look of this. Nor do I, but I am armed. You are? I always am when alone with you. Go inside.
0: Fila!
3: The lights have been cut! Fila! So who's come calling? Speak up. What's the matter, children?
0: Afraid of the dark? Come on, you windy boys. Stand still. Do not move.
1: Quite ingenious, no? It is knotted in such a way that any attempt to ease yourself results only in more agony. Quite ingenious. You killed one of my men. Do
2: you hear me? Do you know who I am? If what we have in mind goes well, you never should meet him. Let's hope not. Well, do you? You'll know him by his eyes
1: very pale blue, merciless. Answer me,
3: Your Jermont.
4: In episode two of The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, Alec Lemus was played by Brian Cox, George Smiley was played by Simon Russell Beale, Peters by Michael Feast, Fiedler by Henry Goodman, Munt by Sam Dale, Liz Gold by Ruth Gemmel, Control by John Rowe, Peter Gwillem by Richard Delane, Ash by Jamie Newell, and The Club Dorman by Stephen Hogan. The Spy Who Came In From the Cold was dramatised for radio by Robert Forrest from the novel by John Le Carré. The producer was Patrick Rayner.